0: Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, a Writers' Room podcast dedicated to fixing the Star Wars sequels. I'm Bryce Quinn, and joining me today is the most terrified man on Earth, Carmelo Keating. Melo, the lines are up against Carlton tonight scary stuff oh yeah man um, I was
1: wondering where you are going
0: with that but yes my,
1: my football team is is in a, a knockout uh, qualifying final for the grand final tonight. and so every time I ask
0: you about it you're just like don't talk to me no 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 yeah. um, anyway over to Sandro I'm also joined by recently unemployed Sandro Carrion. <laughs> Sandro how are
2: you yeah good I'm unemployed recently
0: yeah from the from the Australian film industry Australian no film longer no Australian film industry no, film podcaster podcaster no more forever <laughs> we'll see how that
2: goes <laughs> so,
0: so
1: yeah you're joined by two really terrified co-hosts today <laughs>
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because this is fixing the sequel trilogy. And each week we pick on part of the Star Wars sequels and spend an hour trying to fix it. In what will be the first of many, many times, today we are revisiting a topic, the character of Rey. Let's jump into it. We've got a little brief recap to talk about uh, what we talked about last episode with Rey, which uh, was our third episode of the show. Mm. So if you want to get a bit more context for this discussion and some topics we've already kind of covered, go back and check that one out. Yeah. Um, But for now, I think we can just briefly recap some of our thoughts from that one uh, and then move on to... General thoughts of how Ray exists now.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, with luck, this this chat, because it's now, it's current, will be more productive than the last one. So maybe you don't need to go re-listen to that if you haven't already. Or do it so um, that we,
0: you know, we you know boost the algorithm. You know yeah, what I mean? That's <laughs> uh, Sorry, no, it is essential. Um,
1: okay. so where we left off last time, I think the thing because we literally ended off being like, you know, here's our each of our individual pitches with what we want for Ray. I have definitely evolved in the last eight months. We've all changed
0: Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, did you say eight months ago? Holy eight months, shit. man. Yeah. Yeah, so eight it's months ago for us uh, since we we made that episode, so we've all changed a lot of our ideas and overall story yeah. stuff.
1: So I think I was pitching something where it's like I wanted Ray to um, basically be this, like, heart of gold character, yeah. I think. Um, who I don't know what I was really <laughs> doing there. She didn't really have flaws. I don't know. It's so hard to think back on it because it's like I've, I'm really in favor of what I've got now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking I was pitching somewhere. Where it's like, you know, yeah, she's she's still a survivor, but she looks out for the little, little person. I, I wanted her to be, yeah, sort of, like, selfless for – and a defender of the helpless on a smaller scale so that when she gets introduced to this wider galactic conflict, that she could then, you know, have that ambition to go out and then defend more people on a grand yeah. scale. It's something that I'm really not attached to anymore. But yeah. What do just you guys quickly,
0: got? like for Rey in the sequels, we've covered very extensively the fact that she's not really much of a character. Her key drive in the story is finding out what her background is and how that affects her. Um, but a lot of the time she's kind of used as a mystery box vessel for J.J. Abrams to kind of just explore the mysteries of the Force and her lineage and that kind of stuff. And how her character ties back to the OG trilogy. And that's much less of an interesting character than it might sound like on paper. Yeah,
1: and how is the main character? She doesn't actually have an arc.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have an arc or, like really change or grow in any interesting way. And then on top of that, she gets access to really powerful force abilities without any really significant training, uh, including from Leia. Yeah.
1: There's no major struggles and there's no major decisions.
0: And uh, none of her decisions really have much consequence. Yeah, exactly. We covered all of that pretty extensively in the first yeah. episode, but that's where we stand on it and that's what we believe about her character. We don't like the accusations of Mary Sue, not because they're
2: inaccurate, but because they're tied to incel and misogynist culture. So that's <laughs> that's where we stand on that one. Sandra? Um, going back to like where we ended on the last episode, I think I was pointing out earlier, it was, it was really funny. Like we listened back before the episode and it's funny how your guys' is perspectives have sort of, like, flipped. We've almost yeah. kind of, like, flipped over to each yeah. other where we were. Because you yeah. were pitching for her to be, like, more freedom-orientated, and I think she was a bit more of a scavenger. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of where Malo is coming from now. We'll yeah. Mello was pitching for her to be, like, a bit more heart of gold, like, caring, uh, which is, like, funny enough, like, so that's of where, where you're I coming now. from now. Yeah, it's
0: interesting, because, yeah, I was pitching that she should be, her goal and her drive should be for freedom, because she is uh, kind of oppressed by her evil, tyrannical mother figure. Mm. who Her mother figure would hate her for being a forced child created by... Uh, Darth Palpatine, or Darth uh, Sidious, my bad. Yep. Um, that was Darth, the, you know, one of our older ideas and stuff, which we'll talk more about in the show. But that was the idea I had for Ray that she'd be like focused on her own personal selfish freedom mm. and then learn to be selfless over the story. I'm not sure if I'm quite there anymore, though. Yeah. But these are all ideas, and we're going to be tossing out a lot of ideas today. So just prepare and strap in for a bit of like a nebulous episode. But we're hoping to try and condense down and really explore the possibilities of this character and what we can do with her in the story because we want her to be a really interesting main character mm. i think that's our that overall goal yeah so i think yeah genuinely that's because you know
1: we want her to be the main character of this trilogy now i think there are real reasons for that and i want to go into that for a bit.
0: very good because i think there is a very valid question is why 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 yeah. should ray be the main character a lot of when people, we do have ben solo
2: yeah a lot of people think oh it's a skywalker saga as disney of has- like sort of labeled it, claimed it. Yeah, I think they only did that like when Rise of Skywalker was really coming out. They needed out. to label
0: it because they're like, wait, we've got the Infinity Saga. What are we going to do with this Star mm. Wars thing we've yeah. got? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a smart marketing move, honestly. Um,
1: but that's exactly what it is. It's a marketing mo- yeah. mo- move. And it's something that I've always attacked is the idea that it's like, Star Wars was never the Skywalker Star Wars films. Yeah. Just because they started to introduce, you know, their quote, mandoverse which is another thing that i hate projects (laughs) can just be projects they can just be and even though it's about the the father and the son this trilogy is his trilogy this trilogy is his trilogy when it comes to the original six star wars it's not owned by the skywalkers they might be the main character but there's still other people involved so i think one of the key things for me was that way back to george lucas's episode seven eight nine treatments the main character of this trilogy has always been this young woman who had some sort of connection to the older generation's characters. And yeah. that was one of the things that Disney was very strong on keeping. And that's something that I'm very strong on keeping. And it's the like, way they
0: ended was... up keeping it was just broken and messy. But yeah. the 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 core like idea is still
2: there.
1: Yeah. And it's it's like there are so few things that we're actually keeping from Lucas's original
2: treatments. Yeah. You know, and like for good reasons. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... yeah, there's stuff like with the solo kids and whatnot. All that stuff. But this is, you know, this is not directly like a Skywalker lineage.
1: But I do want to pay respect to him and and honor him in that way. And this is something that's very unique and, you know, still like in in our version, at least just never been explored Mm. in Star Wars in in the way that I think we want to do it. So
0: Um, just quickly to touch on, you know, some progress that we have have made. I know in my treatment, the way I wrote Rey, which is going to be completely scrapped now, but it's probably something that will be available to read at some point is the idea that Rey uh, is a thief who uh, builds herself a ship out of scavenged parts and needs a pilot to fly it. She escapes her mother, who is a crime lord running the planet of Jakku. Her mother also has a red lightsaber. Not Force-sensitive, she just bought it off the black market and she chases Rey across the galaxy. Not unlike Yondu and and Star-Lord from... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which Sandra pointed out to me, and yep. I didn't even realize that that was a similarity there. Oh, do,
1: oh, do, you, do, you, do you like Guardians of the Galaxy? I do love Guardians of the oh, Galaxy. I'm a big, big MCU fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who knew? Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I like Guardians. Um, They're good movies, God They're great movies.
1: <laughs> um, Sandra, I feel like you were building up to something through that whole...
2: Uh, no, trail. no, no, I, oh. I really wasn't. I am I was just following your train of, yeah. you know, there's certain things, certain aspects that Disney chose to keep from, like, the limited work that lucas created during that time there's core ideas there but they don't necessarily like always seem to fit in right or yep. like fit in like thematically like darth talon for example. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like
0: kind of strange hey i think darth talon's cool <laughs> yeah. i pitched the other day for these guys <laughs> that darth talon could be in the story as darth maul's apprentice and darth maul went crazy went to kill kenobi Dies in rebels the same way, but Darth Talon's out there. Gosh, I wish,
2: I wish we were filming that day. But at the same time, like you would have hated to like listen or oh, yeah. watch anything from that. that day. That particular but debate we had like was, a uh, whole yeah. like mind map on the TV, <laughs> and we're like trying to connect the dots. And we looked at <laughs> actually like if somebody was to walk into the room, we'd look like fucking crazy people. It was
0: very funny. But right. anyway, Ray. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, with Ray, uh, let's just talk about some of the things that are in the sequels that I think we're interested in keeping. Firstly, the dyad. We did a whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Yeah. We really like the dyad, and we think. There's a lot more to explore there. Ray being a scavenger. Yes. I think we yep. we just the element of her being from the outskirts, someone who knows about either like machinery or mm-hmm. mechanics, and she can build mm-hmm. stuff or fix stuff. Yep. We like that element. That being her key talent as well. Yeah, is is the fun part about these characters, especially in like this fantasy action adventure stories, is they have key talents. They yes. have like their core competencies. You know, like Han's a good pilot and he's a scoundrel. Luke is a Jedi and he learns to become a cool dude with superpowers. Obviously, that's not exactly how we look at it thematically, but. On the surface level, that's kind of how it looks. And Ray can start with a core talent like that, which yeah. is, you know, being good at mechanics.
1: Yeah, it's also an interesting parallel to, you know, your, like young Anakin Skywalker as well, who can, like, you know, build himself... Like a like a pod racer and stuff like that, but yeah. we think you know the fact that Ray's entire life is built on on going through ships and taking it apart, and she has to learn in a way about how these things work, so she can know what's valuable, what might sell, and therefore what exactly she needs to steal. And yeah, then maybe like how scrapper, yeah. maybe that in an adverse way she can also know how to fix things. Mm. Then you know, if she takes this part out, she knows how to put it back. Yeah,
2: and where yeah you go? Oh no, sorry, no, 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 no. you go. You, I was just, I was gonna say <laughs> I was just interested
0: in exploring that and taking it a bit further and having a be like maybe really friendly with Droid and she can fix droids up in
2: particular. Yeah, but, cool. Sandro, what's your <laughs> what do you got, man? It's like a complete sidetrack. Go for it. But it's a thought that I had driving home the other day mm-hmm. from set, and I, I was thinking back to the prequels, and I'm like, shit, Anakin in uh, Phantom Menace was just promoting like speed driving, <laughs> like speeding over the limit driving, right, yeah. to children. I feel like. It just made like going fast seem so cool. Like The Get Phantom Menace Think Attack of the Clone when he's of driving the clone. through the city. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: yeah. he's so cool. It is kind of it strange.
2: Looks, it looks so cool. And then Qui-Con's just in the background like, mm, yes, he must have Jedi reflexes. It must be so cool to break the speed limit. Like yeah. That. And then I think it was 2000. 2000- and that's what I thought driving home from set. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I'm like, yes, I must have Jedi Reflexes.
1: Yep. And it's, it's crazy because I think it was 2001 the first Fast and Furious came out. And that crossover never happened for mm. some reason.
0: For some reason. Yeah. We'll never know with all these crossovers with the Fast and Furious. And, and they're
2: both about the family, family so strongly. <laughs> <laughs> huge sidetrack.
0: That was. Thank you for the sidetrack, Cassandra. What were we talking about? Ray. Uh, oh, right. And also, we think Ray is a sweetheart and we want to keep. I have been batting for that a little bit. I think that's a very endearing part of her character. She's, mm. she's very endearing, despite the, the lack of kind of character
2: drive or motivation she has she's just yeah i think it's a lot of daisy ridley's performance i think she's fantastic i don't mind her now with within some new like plot things that we've talked about and like some removal of characters that like either won't come up or come out this episode i don't i wouldn't mind seeing her have a bit of like a roguish character to herself but i do like the idea of her still being caring
0: so let's Towards. talk about it let's yeah. talk about
2: some of our new ideas okay yeah i'll level
1: with you because that's one of the things of like the real moments of personality we get out of ray especially in force awakens i love that stuff i want to keep that stuff exactly so it is that sort of like you know okay so she's quite aggressive to people at first when given that reason you know it's just like you know yeah when mm. uh you know she finds and rescues bba it's like yeah cool now go away oh fine okay i'll keep you around i have the opportunity to sell you no, that doesn't feel right. Okay, oh, look, Finn, this guy, he stole your master's jacket. Let's get him. Oh, no, he's this nice guy who's with the Resistance, you know? It's-, it's
0: very much a Disney princess kind of character. It's if, if you know, they were to make a Disney film with a main character who starts as a scavenger on the outskirts of a major city or something. Yeah. She would very likely do some of the exact same things we see her do in the start of Force Awakens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just that kind of writing. Yeah.
1: What I do like is the idea that, yes, okay, at her core, she is a good person. Mm-hmm. She does have that heart of gold. But what I want is that, that outer shell to be a bit rougher to be a bit harder and a bit harder to break through because it makes for a more interesting character in terms of the the growth she's going to have and sort of how to build those relationships with other well
0: let's start there with chapter one of what I've written down for today which is Ray the Road Warrior yeah (laughs) I thought it was just a funny title and it's like a good I think mental image to draw parallels to we've done a lot of in our writing it's a lot of parallels to Mad Max yeah and that style of it's so weird because you say Ray
2: the Road Warrior and all I think of is Mad Max and then I think of um, Junker Queen from Overwatch with Ray's head, on. and that is exactly the image we're trying to elucidate. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys? Have
0: you seen Beyond Thunderdome, the third Mad Max? No, yes. you talk about it a with lot with Tina Turner. Um, oh, no, <laughs> yeah, and the and the Thunderdome cage battle. We're gonna watch it sometime. We're gonna watch that for research on this show. But with Ray, the Road Warrior, you've pitched a, a couple times now that she should be very. Selfish and self motivated and hard. She's to have a really hard exterior. Beneath yeah. that, you want that to be a heart of gold.
1: Yeah, but you know, like that's how she survives. Yeah. You know, that's how she's, she's managed to. And then
0: we make this Jakku world, our version, much rougher, much more like survivalist. It's yeah. impossible to be there and still keep your innocence. Which just seems a
1: bit more realistic.
0: Yeah. Honestly, especially for her if she's living solo.
1: What I've pitched, and, and I think we were talking about it last week when we were brainstorming treatment ideas, was the fact that we, we still want her mother to be a character who's involved, but like I'm, I'm more. In favor of the idea that she's this this cold, callous person who is in her life, who's who's probably her health is. She's older, her health is really poor, and Ray takes care of her because Ray really would like a, that relationship to be there, but it's not. Yeah. She kind of just takes care of her now out of duty and routine. And in the hopes that her mother might accept her one day, but she still doesn't.
0: It's a very common story. Just like, you know, having a parental figure and not being able to let go of the fact that you're, that they are your parent, even though they Mm. abuse you and they treat you horribly and you feel this need and like this urge to take care of them and like a sense of duty, like you said.
1: So then for, you know, like one of the first barriers that she might have to get over is how to, how to bring yourself into the story. You know, when, when given that option, when offered up that sort of hero's journey moment, when you're tied down with this one thing. You accept the call to action,
0: and it, that is one more tie to the world than Rey actually has in The Force Awakens. Mm. It's like, Just, oh, I would got to go back in case my parents come home. Yeah, it's a very yeah. weak, loose tie. You want to have actual people that you can see, like Shmi Skywalker, yeah. in uh, Phantom Menace. Yes. But So,
2: so for Rey, the Road Warrior, is she like looking for recognition from her mother? Is she looking from like a disconnect?
0: So, in my treatment, as I mentioned earlier, I have Rey's mom being a crime warlord. This feels perfect to me that mm. Rey would want to be like, the Darth Vader to her mom's Palpatine. She would want to be, like, a knight. Mm. <laughs> She'd be like, give me attention, mom. Like, give me respect and validation. I'm going to go out and kill a bunch of people for you. I'm going to be out there cold and callous working for you, trying to earn your honor and respect kind of thing. Yeah. Right, right. That makes more right. sense, sense to me.
1: That that builds a different character to me. So okay, so what... Like yeah, survivor.
0: Build, paint the picture of, like, what this kind of character looks like to you. And what what is she doing each day? What is her day-to-day kind of...
1: Her day-to-day is kind of similar to what we see in the film is she goes out, she scraps. In order to scrap, she has to fight more. Yeah. She's got to fight against other scrappers. She doesn't have friends in that regard because none of those sort of people living that life can have friends because they've, they've got to work for themselves. But her motivation isn't entirely selfish and that we might, we might build it up initially to seem like that. But at the end of the day, she goes, she scraps, she gets a payment from Uncar Plutt, all of that. And then at the end of the day, she goes back to wherever her mother lives out on her own and has to you know, clean up after her, make her dinner you know cook yeah. for her take care of her and in a give take, her take the abuse medicine yeah take the abuse just do that because it's her duty not because and, and because there is that still that potential that maybe one day she might actually give a shit about me and then she'll go home alone each night to then you
0: know. i guess then the next question is what is this character's wants goals and needs like what shapes them what do they need what do they want long term i guess mm-hmm. like what is what is this character like I think it's it's a similar thing that we we're
1: gonna fall into it. either way with uh, Anakin and Luke is that I think she wants the idea that there is a, a life better than this. There's there something
0: is, out there in the stars, kind of thing. Yeah, that
1: there, yeah. there is more to this, mm-hmm. uh, and we've spoken about sort of hurdles in that with Jakku being kind of this place that's kind of got this unknown but integral role in the crime world where it's kind of like no one leaves no one gets off world so that potential doesn't actually exist in her life until it does and when offered for the very first time this chance to to escape and get off world what she does takes she, it what is, well what yeah she, oh she, she
0: would be like oh my duty keeps me here I gotta take care of
2: my mom yeah what does and, she do and how does
1: she get over that hurdle? yeah
2: but like would she, if this is such like a like a a rougher version of Ray that mm-hmm. we're sort of describing? Would she even like really care? She's been raised in this in this world where she's treated like shit, and she is like scrapping to survive. And as you said, there's a certain kind of attitude that comes with that lifestyle. Would she even really like bat an eye to getting a chance to being able to leave? Like, I think so.
0: I think yeah. Like it's it's your connections to people that keep you in a place. Like yeah. it's you know so many people fantasize about. I would just like move to Sweden if I could. But the things that stop you from
2: doing that are your connections to people. I know. I definitely get that. I'm just saying, like, where this character seems to be starting off, does that really seem like the connection is there?
0: I think what Miller's saying here is that she would be uh, the sense of duty. Like, okay. I got to take care of my mom. My mom's sick. Yep. Even though my mom abuses me, she's sick and she needs help. Yep. You know, and I got to help. But no one else is going to help her. Now, right. the
1: mother tries into, her, I think, what this character needs, which is just to act, like actual love and acceptance. Something that... The thing that she goes, why part of the motivator of why she has this duty, why she does this duty, why she goes back and takes all that abuse from this person is the fact that, you know, she's family, she's her mother. And maybe, maybe one day, if she keeps trying at this thing, she will actually be accepted. She will actually be loved.
0: She might be accepted and she might go back to the way she was before. Yeah. Like maybe there's like a, a dream of like, oh, maybe my mom didn't always treat me like this. Maybe something happened. Yeah. Maybe like an injury or a sickness, yeah. like some kind of ailment that made the, the mom.
1: And there's me. very easily the lie that our character tells herself. Because we need that, that in yeah. storytelling. The lie that their character tells himself that yeah. that, that this person, that the mother, would actually love her. But if she goes off on this adventure and she gets to know these people and she gets to trust these people and eventually is loved and accepted by these newfound friends... Cool. There's, there's, that, there's yeah. the want fulfilled,
0: you know? Yeah, she can learn that the that's kind of like out there for her. It doesn't have to just come from the mom. That's really interesting. You know, any more from the, the um, Road Warrior
1: side? It's the whole, the, the harder exterior. I think it's just, it's going to make for more interesting character development that, yeah, she doesn't trust people
0: initially. She doesn't trust people and she's going to butt up against them really strongly. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of stubbornness yep. and aggression. Yeah. A it's lot gonna, of arguing. And it's going to take a lot of,
1: you know, what's that thing where it's like, you know, like um when people, when people share the same sort of adversity, same sort of struggle, and you sort of bond over that. Boil? Or I suppose, yeah. You know, you get me. You know, like no, set, you share or.
0: the struggle and you bond over it. Y- y- yeah. Like working in hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. She like that. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So same deal. Like she's gonna go th- out on these like these adventures and these like really like life-threatening, crazy experiences with these people, and they're gonna get through it together, and they're gonna have to learn to get through it together yeah and that forms bonds and relationships
0: something we've um, been throwing out recently uh just in terms of like shaping the overall story is having the trio become ray ben and finn yeah and kind of scrapping poe from the story unfortunately he's gonna hit just the for copy. this film he's yeah. gonna hit the, the chopping board for this film but he is almost definitely gonna make an appearance in eight that's kind of the goal where we are right now yep. it's probably gonna change it's fine But having those three, I guess, what's going to be the character interplay there? Because Ben's going to want to teach Ray how to use a Force, and Finn is going to want to sort
1: of like bits and bobs that, yeah, because
0: it's like. Sorry, we've spoken so far into this episode. Yes, she has the Force. Yes, Ray still has the Force. he yep. still has okay, the right. Force. Ray's a Force user, Uh, and Ben is also a Force user who's going to yeah. want to teach her. But a talented Force user who's yeah. trained. Yeah, you know? he's like wanting. He's getting closer to wanting to become a Jedi
1: now. Yeah, and then we have, yes, Finn, this person raised to be a soldier to hate Jedi.
0: Yeah. Right? But who wants to that do the might, right thing? The, so. I don't know if
1: we talked about that on camera,
0: is that the First Order specifically hates the Jedi and is trying to... Target them both politically and uh, yeah. aggressively with so, military. So, what action. a
1: very interesting trio there. Yeah, that, it is a very right?
0: interesting trio. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I see that, like, you know, we want that relationship still with, with Ray and Finn to be there. And what are two things that those characters share? What, what, what do they share? Lack of freedom. Yes. What does Ben also Appression. share yeah. with being a Jedi? Lack of freedom. No. They're all stuck in their own little world. They
0: are kind of all stuck in a in a way. Yeah, yeah. They all kind of have that in common. And for the first time these people are
2: forced to come together And all are free. Go as on well. an adventure to yeah. with this goal it, in mind. It feels mind like true. regardless of like what kind of race personality is though, that trio has a lack of freedom.
0: Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I really like that. Um mm-hmm. I, I like that take as well. And okay. they all kind of like learn to enjoy yeah. uh, in that freedom and that company with each other. Um obviously this isn't the episode for this, but the idea of Finn and Ben, uh The interplay there of like Ben saying, Hey, not all Jedi are evil and bad. And Finn goes, Oh, maybe they're not even bad. And then Ben going, oh, maybe the first order's got some valid points. Yeah, maybe, yeah, uh Maybe being more aggressive with the crime families should be uh, the way the, the way to go. Yeah, the and then Rey still being from this, this isolated world, still being that Sarah, character. I don't care.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> but she's still she's exactly what we want from that main character because that's how it always is in Star Wars: the person who gets to learn about these concepts. You yes, know, being the, the the window for the audience. Yeah.
2: Just a uh, one follow up question: Do you believe that? This Ray, from what it sounds like you're saying, even though she's like caring towards her mother, it seems like this Ray, when like having the force introduced to her, would mm. inherently just go straight towards the dark side. People, because people with trauma. Yeah. <laughs> people with trauma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> heading like, like starting off and like, we talk about her being like so heavy on like purely the scrapping side and fending for herself. I see her just wanting to manipulate that power. You have like this one endearing element to her, which is her care for her mother. But even then it kind of feels like it might even be coming from like a, like a selfish need. Like Boom. I need, I have a selfish need for love. Selfishness.
1: And that, 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 that really touches on something that I also want to explore yeah, with but this character.
2: Sort of like where I'm saying, like where I, how I could sort of see that just inherently leading her straight to the dark side. I
0: see what you mean there, but I don't think love in that way is quite so black and white in terms of, I think, you know, for many people, love can be both selfish and selfless. Like Mm. you want love for yourself, but you also want love for others. And I think her taking care of her mom is a, a great analog for that because, yes, she wants to take care of her mom because she wants that parental love. But at the same time, she takes care of her mom because she loves her mom. Like she has her own love for her mom, yeah. and I think there's both of those. I think it's it's both, you know. Yeah, right. I don't think it's quite as simple, and I don't think that would be like a oh she instantly goes to the dark side. Yeah. I think it's it's complicated, and I we want to play with the idea of like resisting the dark side because everyone should go through that uh, that journey of like yeah. facing the dark side within themselves yeah. and I think that puts Ray in an interesting place to and, do it
1: and as far as like just introducing the concept of the force to her uh, in, in this film and this being this personal thing that she can unlock I think that taps in the whole idea that like she wants something more in her life right yeah. she wants to be more she wants to know that there is more than the life that she has on Jakku so if there is this potential that it's like there is actually something very unique about yourself through, through training and through actually finding inner peace That you can unlock and you can be more. There is more for you. We personalize her force journey in 7 and then we can start to... Delve into those dark side things and further on, on the story. So. Yeah, I'm going right. to move on to a Let's quick
0: one and this will tie into the selfishness and some of those ideas we've been playing with for her character is Rey the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Uh, Ray the bounty uh, hunter. Which is, we're going to be quick on this one because I don't think any of us really think this yeah. is going to happen. But it's very <laughs> fun to think about. It would be. Forget yeah. Jakku, forget everything. Rey is a bounty hunter. With hired gun. A hired gun with no past and a, yeah. and a blaster on her hip kind of thing. And Ma- she wanders the galaxy.
1: Imagine being a force sensitive bounty hunter. Force sensitive bounty hunter, character, that'd be cool.
0: The thing is, this really is just really cool. <laughs> (laughs) It's just awesome. It's just cool. It's just cool, but I don't know if there's a whole lot of substance behind it. And I don't know if there's like a way to tie this into the overall story of like what we want to talk about with, Ben and his family, and Leia, and and
2: Luke, and all that kind of and stuff. And it like, seems like she's already like kind of free, like yeah, she has no freedom to yeah. fight for. She'd be she's a bit abandoned. corrupt, but like she, it seems like like in her own sense, she'd have everything sorted out for her. Already.
0: Yeah, and if we have her be sort of like uh, you know, the man, the Mandalorian, if she has a ship and she's going around picking up bounties and she knows how to fly, then why do we need Ben? Yeah, the, to yeah, pilot, the only the know? only piece
1: in her puzzle is, is is does she have a personal life? Yeah, you know? and well that's that's the that's thing it. about
0: bounty hunters is they're hiding from their personal life. That's yeah. usually typically. the story. That's yeah. typically yeah. the story. So
1: this feels like this feels very writer's room of like that would be a cool concept. Anyway, anyway, not anyway. do that.
0: But I think in terms of just to touch on that selfishness quickly, there, Melo, what did you want to talk about in terms of like exploring Ray's selfishness?
1: It's it's kind of like part of my whole trilogy arc. Yeah, I've had for right. her. something that I want to explore as the idea that you know. Okay, so I've said I said on the surface she's a bit rougher. So on yeah. the surface she's a bit more selfish. That's the first instinct. But not the not the thing that actually gives her satisfaction or, or makes her fulfilled in life. It would be the selfless. Its facts. selfishness
0: is for survival. Yeah. But selflessness is like what makes you feel good.
1: Yeah, and I think that like that would be a very interesting path to like her path to being a Jedi and becoming a true Jedi is is is, is this whole selfish selflessness yeah aspect yeah. of it and 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 it's the finding the balance of can I still even live my life and still like you know be in servitude to the galaxy and still help others? Can I be selfless and selfish?
0: Yeah.
2: So. You need to balance those two things.
1: Yeah, yeah. balance. Um, we were talking yeah. about balance, you know?
2: So a bit more of like the being selfish is the inherent choice just because of the upbringing. But if you could be selfless, she would.
0: I think she finds moments where she can be selfless. Mm. And she's doing that for her mom, even though it's not the healthiest of dynamics. Yeah. Um, And maybe we can find some moments for her to be selfless as well for, for others around it, her. Yeah, so. she
1: starts to trust and care for these other people.
0: Yeah, and then you would see that through uh, her relationship with Ben and Finn as yeah. they go on the journey together. And her... Trying to rescue yeah. them or save them in some kind of way. And yeah,
1: and that would all come to a head in our climax of like, you know, I think the ultimate choice lies with her and what happens in the sort of the fate of other characters and the choice to be selfish or selfless.
0: Yeah. So I guess in that Set final confrontation, yeah. could she have like a choice to save herself or put herself in more danger to save her her new friends? I guess that could be yeah. or, some kind of climactic yeah. like thing right at the end there. And
1: then we continue that path in, in eight and nine in terms yeah. of like, okay, so. Here's what it means to be a Jedi, and
0: and could it be potentially her selfishness that she chooses to go with? Yeah. that maybe allows Ben to fall further down to the exactly. Dark side yeah, the is first it? Film? And it's like you know, if, mm. if it's like could it... she have had the the possibility to save him, but chose not to because she was raised the wrong way? Yeah, and if this this opportunity to
1: develop that relationship and you know a potential love between those two continues, is it like then then the choice becomes okay? If you actually want to be a Jedi, you have to be selfless to this extent for these reasons. Yeah, and you have to give up so much of your life. And then you, she gets faced with that that question of, do you actually
0: want to do that? And yeah, I think you could do that with a bounty hunter character, but I you think there's, there's less to dive into there. I think inherently bounty hunters, like the interesting part about them is they're like, oh, they're free. They get to hunt whoever they want across the galaxy. They have mysterious backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. And I guess having Rey start with a mysterious background maybe wouldn't be the, the worst thing. Maybe mm. she could have been raised hunting some ex-imperial defectors <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I don't know.
1: The unfortunate thing I think with bounty hunters is potentially the most interesting thing that one can ever do with a bounty hunter happened within the first episode of Mandalorian. Still, which is this person who leads this very self selfish life, going around killing or arresting people and taking them in, chooses to save a child, an innocent child.
0: Yeah, you know that's the story. That's yeah. the that's the Last of Us. That's God of War. Mm-hmm. That's Mandalorian. <laughs> it's you know old grizzled Pedro Pascal saves child. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's the go-to. Oh, is you know, a yeah. plan? It's go-to for a reason, you know. It's yeah. good. It's a fun story. But I think we can move on from there to a different version of Rey. This is a personal favorite of ours. Is Rey the princess of thieves. She has a heart of gold, but hated by society, steals from the rich, and keeps for herself and some for street urchins and maybe droids. Wants to escape the world she's in to live in a fantasy world, but learns that things are more complicated than that.
2: Right. So I based a lot off of Aladdin. I think we're inspired yeah. by Aladdin. Now. I do want a bit of a clarification when you say princess.
0: Yeah, I just like the idea that she's a Disney princess, and you keep a lot of those same story elements from the Star Force Awakens. Right. I just think it's cool. I think I like it. I I really like this idea, and
2: I don't like the the more. When like, I say
0: princess, though, by the way, I don't mean actual princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Character but archetype. The more I like, I I've heard of Mello's idea. It feels like there is like a a lot of crossover where both characters sort of might have the initial reaction to steal but it's, like, what actually satisfies them is by...
0: Okay, I think what I see it as being very different is by who their connections are to other people. Right. Ray in this one is going to be connected to, like, droid friends and street urchins, other kids, mm-hmm. other thieves and pickpockets. Yeah, mm. Not necessarily, like, her actual direct family as much, but, like, her adopted family, like the children of the streets. Um, is
2: her mother still involved? What is this?
0: I actually have no idea here. I think the important part for this one, for me, is that she is a thief. And right. that's kind of like her key skill is not being a good mechanic. It's being a great thief, being very sneaky and stealthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so, the you know, it's the classic, very endearing character of I steal from the rich and I give to the poor. And the inciting incident, I think very easy to pin down is she steals the wrong thing from the wrong rich person. yeah, And right. that gets her in a lot yeah, of trouble. And then she has to run away from it or something like that. That's cool. it's very and active. you can explore elements of fear and her character, like being sort of like a, a thieving coward. Yep. As she runs away uh, through the galaxy and is chased down by the person who she wronged. Potentially like a crime right. lord or something like that. And that's kind of her story of trying to overcome that fear, learn to be a Jedi and embrace, you know, bravery and, uh, and courage. Yep. So right. I want to look at
1: selfish Ray, and you want to look at cowardly Rey.
0: Um, This is just an idea I've always found is very interesting. I find so many of these different character, and this is why I want to do this episode today. Yep. These character arcs are also interesting. And there's so many different ways you can take this character. It is when you start to introduce them to other characters mm. like Ben and Finn, like Leia and the rest of the galaxy, that it becomes very difficult. And I think it's because we have a main character who we want to do the three act structure with, mm. and then we have a whole other cast of other characters who already exist because of Return of the Jedi yeah. and the rest of the the six movies. Yeah, we're like ah, there's trying to find a way to bring Ray into the story in an interesting way that feels. Believable and
2: grounded and real within the universe. Very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> I'm finding it a lot more difficult than Luke. I think like coming in from a perspective of cowardness to like being brave and standing up for yourself is—is is it standing up for yourself? Sorry, that's what I was going to ask. Is oh. cowardly Ray the one that
0: who who her journey is learning Learned. how to fight for herself? So that's when you start to bring in this element of the, the character journey. I'm interested in with Ben. And I think this is what clashes with Rey, the road warrior, uh-huh. is that she already is able to stand up for herself and yeah. defend herself. And what we're interested in doing with Ben Solo is he is too aggressive and he needs to learn more balance and patience because that's what Luke's trying to teach him. And in this movie, we're going to see him fail to learn that lesson. He's going to yeah. be too aggressive and that's going to throw the galaxy into chaos. So with Rey and with the diet and the force, I've pitched that it would be really interesting if Rey doesn't stand up for herself. She a like a coward. She loves taking care of people but she doesn't stand up for herself. And right. she, that's the lesson that she needs to learn. She needs to be more. She needs to have more courage. Whereas
1: running, I felt like a parallel line was the fact that I'm like, I know Ray knows how to defend herself, but does she know how to defend others? Yeah.
0: So that's, and then in my mind, it's like that. It just, it's, it's so it, close, but it's It's, not, it's but, very know. close. And there's yeah. a lot of parallels. Yeah. Uh, and then when you match that up with Ben Solo and him being too aggressive, it's like, I feel like there's a really nice yin and yang between Ray being a coward and learning to be a fighter. And then kylo ren eventually learning to stop being such a fighter and be more of a peacekeeper yeah that's that's the pitch there i don't know if there's anything else you guys want to dive into with ray slash aladdin
1: well i think there's, there's still potential again to have some crossovers with mine where it's like okay so maybe it's not just her mother maybe it's like you know the odd really defenseless thing Again, because if she has that nice, like, heart of gold sort of core that she might care about. So it's like, okay, she's not exactly going to take care of droids, but she's going to stop someone from abusing a droid in the street. You know, that sort of thing.
2: I think typically where I would have trouble with the, the coward brave thing is when you have a, like, a message like being selfish and being selfless and we have this theme of there's important times for both There's an yeah there's you, a balance you need, between you need two. to find balance it's hard to give that same message of, of balance when talking about cowardice and bravery
0: okay because um, you always need to be brave yeah that's interesting i think, I think it's it's approaching it from different angles because you have you know ben solo is a very different character to ray mm. if you start with ray as a thief who is hanging out with street urchins on the street and she's running away from every occasion of danger. That's entirely opposite to Ben Solo, who is a Jedi built for peacekeeping, being too aggressive.
2: I guess I'm not trying to say that she can't start start off cowardice, but to me, like, cowardice to bravery always feels like a scale that just always builds. And when we're talking about character attributes that also are alluring to her, are representative of her, like, possible lure to the dark side. Playing off selfishness is obviously... An like, interesting way to go with it. A, an wanna, interesting way to go with that. If you want to tee there.
0: up that later on, like, oh, maybe she'll be tempted to yeah. the dark side.
1: That, yeah. m- that might be my question is, okay, so if her arc in the first film is to become
2: braver, where does she go from there? Yeah, Very good point. I, I always see, like, if, if, if somebody's becoming more brave, they never really stop becoming brave. But the, there are different approaches to being brave. Yeah. I think is an is an important message. I think as a response to that, um, I had it uh, the
0: idea that potentially raise like journey. Her first part of the journey is becoming uh, realizing that she is a person deserving of basic human respect. Yeah, and then. Uh, in the second kind of part of that story is her saying, oh, I'm not just deserving of like food and water. I'm deserving of love as well. Like I deserve yeah. love and to be treated really nicely.
2: But I would, we've talked about that a bit. Yeah. And I've always agreed with that. I think that's a really, like really great way to go with her character. But I, for the, for the longest time now, I feel like there was maybe a bit of a disconnect because I wasn't able to verbalize myself. And I, I think I've got it now. I think that's Ray learning to be like, selfish in a healthy way like finding that balance like yeah, that's okay. her being selfish and being like oh yeah this is what i deserve a basic human and that's thing. kind
0: of how you'd be interested in bringing selfishness into
2: yeah. that that interplay
0: that's really cool yeah selfish in a healthy way like taking yeah i like that and the lines crossover yeah and the lines yeah. crossover yeah i think yeah this idea of selfishness and selflessness i think is very core to what it means to be a jedi yeah and ray learning that and luke mm. trying to teach that and so i was dealing with with
1: fear And, you know, and the standing up for yourself and others.
0: What I'm really keen on, though, with
1: Ray is is like in in terms of building the yin and the yang and the dyad is putting priority on Ray. I would rather build things with Ben around Ray than build Ray around Ben. That's Ray is always more important to me.
2: You can also like put Ray on this really screw pendulum of like on one side you have the... Like the like almost the epitome of like selflessness. You have Luke Skywalker, and on the other side, you have her like birth father, sort of what we're going for. Cause just like clarifying that we're still sort of strong on the train of her being a force child of Palpatine. Yes. I don't know if we touched on that earlier in the episode. Yeah. I think no, I might I have mentioned think we did. It. We'll I think we, that. In a second. I think we zoomed right past it. Whoops. <laughs> 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 but like, you know, the the epitome of selfishness and yeah. hate and, like, throwing her in this situation where she has to be comfortable with both and fuck the Grey Jedi thing. Just, like, <laughs> just be comfortable with there is a hellfish, the, the Hellfish? There is <laughs> a healthy <laughs> amount of selfishness. There is a healthy amount that of things that I should want for myself, um, but that doesn't mean that I should be devoid of caring for others. I think, yeah, this is a good time to cut,
0: touch on a couple things. Grey Jedi, we'll come back to in a second. Yeah. But Darth Sidious, Emperor Palpatine... Mm. The idea we've had for a long time now and something we really like is the idea that Rey is a forced child created by Palpatine right at the end of the Civil War, just before the events of Return of the Jedi. And so that happens... He doesn't know where the Force child appears. It's no. a very mysterious and hard to control Force power. And he h- can't find Rey before he dies. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's a, it's a whole thing. But basically, we're going to tie that into this idea of Palpatine wanting to try and resurrect himself. Yeah. And I think ultimately failing, we mm. want Palpatine to be a shadow force in the story. Mm. People make decisions based off of their memory of Palpatine and their fear of him. But he's never and actually his, back. his legacy.
1: Yeah, that idea that a yes. tyrant's legacy is potentially just as powerful or dangerous as they themselves. Mm, and exactly. It, and, and finishing off, this is the reason that we're telling this the story in this trilogy, that to, to fight that evil, you have to, you know,
0: basically... Keep fighting Yeah, up. yeah, cut off that potential. And if his memory still exists. It's going to take me right up to the Great Jedi. Go but on. just, yeah, to finish that one off, that's who Rey is. <laughs> that's where we start her story uh, 20 years later-ish. And there'd be reasons there why her mother hates her, that she was, you know, like she didn't
1: want this child, this child just... Happened and it was like a curse to her. Yes. Yeah. So
0: that's something we've been interested in as well. The idea of like an immaculate conception being a terrifying event to go through. Yeah. Because me, Skywalker's chill with it. She's like, absolutely. Yeah. She was. She was a a blessing. Father. It was a. It was a blessing that she saw, and then having a different mother be like, this ruined my whole life. Yeah.
1: Also, imagine like alternate universe Bible,
0: right? In which, yeah, (laughs) in which (laughs) Mary. That's basically what we're doing. In which Jesus wasn't a blessing. Yeah. No. That's. We gotta go back and read the Bible guys for research. I don't wanna. <laughs> so for Dark Jedi Oh sorry, for Grey Jedi oh though. My God. Um
2: Bible studies with the Star Wars crew. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Grey Jedi, you idiots. We've all watched a couple YouTube videos now. We've all analyzed the idea of Grey Jedi. One, Grey Jedi are not canon. That's just a thing people made up. Because they were like, oh, what if cool, like, Jedi had Sith powers? Because that's cool. It's like, yes, that's cool if you're 15. But if you start to think about it a bit more, it doesn't make any sense. What we've come down to is our understanding of the Force and Jedi and stuff is that it is the light and the balance of the light is always fighting against the darkness. And it's something that Lucas has said a lot. The second you give in to the dark side, it's like... It's kind of all over for you. Like, mm. it's going to be there forever. We believe in redemption, but if, you know, the redemption of Darth Vader, he is redeemed and then instantly dies. And that's, yeah. I think, a yeah, very yeah. important detail to, to keep in mind. So I, the, the question,
1: the re- really interesting question, I think, like, we're trying to build Ben Solo as being more of a character. Yes. And so there's the there's the line of like, oh, how much do we let him do? Yeah. How much, how much killing for the wrong reasons or how much ki- killing in a very evil sense... Is like you know, it's take too, too Force much.
0: Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker for example. Yeah. we see him kill a bunch of people at the start of Force Awakens. Uh, we see him kill his dad in Force Awakens, mm-hmm. uh, and then at the end of, or midway through the Force Awakens, he oversees the annihilation of a whole star system, and he's a key part of making that happen, right? So, and he's obviously cool with it; he's fine with this happening. Yeah. So, at that point, he's a mass murderer. Then in Last Jedi, he continues to be a mass murderer and kills so much so many people and like uh, decimates the the resistance force and all that kind of stuff and he oversees that as well and then in rise of skywalker you we start, start with the start of rise of skywalker he's just so cool. slashing people slashing up,
2: those yeah, guys down slow-mo it's just but gratuitous. he's a good guy
0: and then at the end of that film he's he, a good guy he comes back he's all good he has entire scenes dedicated to how good he is now he knows how cool he is but what about all the people he killed
2: murder don't, what murder don't
0: yeah don't yeah. think about that and then and then he dies after that yes. and we've you know we had a whole discussion about that uh it's on it. TikTok now about how we don't like those decisions, but
1: so yeah, we're trying to explore the fact that this guy is actually more so now a real character, and he's just he's got it wrong. He's got it wrong, and we don't want him to be irredeemable.
0: We want him to make some mistakes and then be redeemed. I think is where we're at right now with Kylo Ren. He's got to go
1: on his own journey. Yeah, and he really should not be instrumental in any. And if and if he is, then fucking he's got to deal with that. He's actually got to you know emotionally deal with the consequences of what he's a part of. And
2: then when the trilogy ends and they save him and they keep him alive. Yeah, he gets drawn and quartered. Whoa, he gets hung. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he gets I hung like by
0: him. the state. Yeah, he's uh episode
1: yeah. nine by Tony Gilroy. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that's where we are with Ben.
2: Uh, um, what were we talking about? So we're
1: talking about. We so were talking about right. Why were, we were we talking about Ben? We were uh-huh.
2: talking about the Gray Jedi and. We've come to like sort of this consensus that the light is about
0: shutting up. Balance. They've always
2: talked about uh Qui Gon Jinn being a good gray Jedi, yeah. but
0: we just think Qui Gon Jinn is a really good Jedi who yeah. sticks true to the core ideas that compassion and love should be a part of what makes you a good person and a good Jedi. And you shouldn't detach those things. Becoming detached, I think, is a big reason why the Jedi Order fell at the end of Clone Wars. And
2: yes, you should have a balance of both, but you shouldn't be leaning too hard into the dark. The idea is that where there is great darkness, you must always find the good within yourself to overcome it. Overcoming the dark side is the important part. And the idea that, yeah,
1: Qui Gon was actually a good Jedi, probably the only good Jedi, Jedi and is the reason he was the only one who could, like, raise Anakin. Who could have
0: so. raised Anakin, yeah. But yeah, it's just, yeah, the idea is if you're fighting, if you're in the light side, you're fighting the dark. You're not butting up to the edge of it. You're not riding that razor's edge because we want to tie it back to our real world mm. where, you know, we're seeing neo Nazis become increasingly more popular as a mentality to have. And it's yep. something that we want to fight against yeah. through media and writing and uh, through this podcast. And then it's like,
1: <laughs> In, let's let's draw some parallels there in terms of like oh we didn't do a Star Wars movie. Is the best way to fight a neo-Nazi to go out on the street
0: and shoot them? No. Or is it to because then they become a martyr and more we'll rally to uh-huh. the cause? No, exactly. Or is it to have a
1: conversation with this person?
2: Oh, it's that's very really hard though. You know, I know I, it is. <laughs> it Bryce is hates hard. Talking, isn't it? It's very hard. <laughs> Bryce hates talking to people. The
1: hard, w- the easy way is never the right way. No, exactly. I completely yeah, agree. Yeah. And but yeah, but it's not about like even sitting down with that person saying you're an idiot, you're stupid, what you're saying is wrong. It's a long. Difficult process. Yes. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we've got another soapbox So let's soapbox put that in again. a movie. Yeah, we've got another soapbox soapbox again. But I don't know if this has got a whole lot to do with Ray. Ray, I don't know. Ray is like the main character, and yes, the character we want to use as like the vessel to have the audience experience this new story through, yep. much like Luke. Um, not actually like Anakin though. Do
2: we have any other Ray? Any Ray personalities? Was part we part have four?
0: we have a Ray variant on the Princess of Thieves, who I call Ray the Defender of Droids. So uh, very right, yep. specifically, like mm. similar to Princess Thieves, yeah but her only friends are droids. She must learn that both she and the droids she takes care of are worth more than the way they are treated. So this is a lot more about oppression and getting treated horribly and using the droids as kind of this interesting metaphor. We've talked about this uh, on the droids episode, going Mm. from the prequel era where droids are everywhere used for war to the original trilogy where droids are feared and hated by a lot of people yeah. to in the sequel trilogy where they might be experiencing some kind of resurgence they're featured in hosnian prime as the speaker droids yep. who help run the senate mm. and being integrated into society and trusted more uh these hyper intelligent robots that should be more a part of society than they are i think and ray can be a vessel for like hey we should treat these guys better yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: i got a few questions around like sort of the idea of exploring oppressed groups within yeah. Star Wars. Then when it comes to that cuz it's like okay yeah so we can look at droids but then we could also look at other alien species yeah. because there's this you know this running thread of racism within the Star Wars universe yes. itself and so why look at droids when we could look at you know the fact that Ryloth yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> or oh, Kashyyyk. yeah yeah the, uh, the empire was xenophobic and then they had humans yes. um yeah. we can look at those implications and then it's like okay if we are talking about oppression as a key storyline that has to become a really core part of the story. In order to do it well. Yeah, yeah, in in order to do it respectfully. It can't be this tagged on bit that we don't care about. So then it starts to take on a major role. um, See, that's the thing.
0: I think for, in terms of Rey, not viewing herself as a human and viewing herself as a droid, I think as a personal journey, I find that really interesting in terms of a world-building journey, I think it becomes very tricky to do it right. And yeah. I, I fully yeah. agree with you that yeah. introducing that as a world-building element has to be more than just an individual character journey.
1: Yeah, yeah. but then there's also like, let's talk about droids as this, yeah, this once oppressed group that we can, uh, and discriminate against group, that we can, in this universe, in this new era, show that they're treated with more respect. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it can just be something in, in terms of like...
0: It just happens in the background. Well, yeah, but you see it. It's you not know really drawn happening. attention to in the actual trilogies as they are, no. is the thing. It's yeah. it's interesting, just we, we realized that the other day. It's like, oh, that kind of does just happen sort of off screen almost yeah. like it's not really drawn attention to yeah. and then is the better through line to finish that just to be like
1: yep it there's happens droids in the senate now there's droids in and, the senate and, and, it's, and, and people
0: aren't beating the shit out yeah. of hey them. it
1: looks like droids are having a better life you
0: know? yeah, yeah i think it's more of just like a marker of where the galaxy is at in terms of
2: how they treat inanimate objects it's almost like the shopping trolley test yeah. And I feel put it like in the river. you can it can just be reflective in the background through like Ray's relationship with droids. Yeah well. exactly.
0: Yeah. Did you say put it in the river? <laughs> <Put> the shopping, <laughs> yeah, the shopping trolleys. So if anyone you guys see
1: shopping trolleys get thrown in creeks all the time. Yeah, yeah. there's an Australian thing. Oh, that's
0: no, that's probably a I feel like that's an Australian thing. thing.
2: thing it feels know. Australian I to me. Just,
1: I just know that there's basically like a man-made reef at the creek in my hometown oh, of how many fuck. shopping trolleys are in that that's creek. Gross. That's gross. Yeah, far, It bro. is.
0: Um so with Talking about the shopping trolley test, though, if yeah. anyone's not familiar, it's the test of are you a good person or not morally, because there's no legal consequence to not putting the shopping cart away after you're finished doing the groceries. But if you but if you don't do it, you're a piece of shit, you know?
2: Yeah. Like, you should put it away, but you, you don't have to. You just should. Question As someone
0: you, who used to be... A shopping boy, a trolley a sh- boy?
2: A trolley boy. I actually used to have to, like, walk out of the center, like, further down the road to collect, like... People like parked all the way down the road, like completely out of the center to get to their car. Didn't bring it back. They just like left it on like the side of the road, basically. Yeah. I walk out of the center, grab it. Horrible. Horrible. How many
1: times have you guys in your life that you remember not put the shopping trolley back in the bay? That also once. being said.
2: One same. There was yeah, once genuinely. where Bryce and I and another friend were really drunk, walking back <laughs> to my house. Twice. <laughs> Two times I can think of. <laughs> and we were walking back to our place and I see a shopping trolley and we're like, Fuck yeah, shopping trolley. So we jump in it and Bryce is just like pushing us.
0: Over. Okay, but to be fair, we found it. not. We found the it. We center. didn't take yeah. it. No, it was out there also already. But we that. didn't if return the, it. Yeah. We didn't return it either, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a whole other adventure. That's, that's perfectly that fe- neutral. That feels like a really good no, short film no, no, no. idea of like just wandering the streets at night. It's like, what are you doing out here, little trolley? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go return you. Anyway. I do have a pitch off of this though. So okay. instead
0: of yeah. a little broom boy from the end of last Shadow, we have a little tr- a trolley boy. A little trolley boy. And he looks to the stars and he summons the trolley to his hand. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then you know what comes in (laughs) at the end.
1: Whole flurry of trolleys. It's just too powerful. And yeah, it he's just like cr- a trolley him. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyways, what yep. were we talking about? Star Wars. I think. We're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> this there.
2: is the most least Ray episode. We've no,
0: had. we've talked a lot about different versions of Ray.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway, Droids Ray. Um, so the Droids Ray, I
0: think, is interesting because individually, it's like, oh, she doesn't see herself as a person because that's how horribly she's been treated. And I, I think that's interesting.
2: I think it's a cool character trait, but I think it can just like, regardless of like a direction we go, it can just be a character trait. At least like for most. Sides of the Ray's we've talked about,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's this interesting, yeah. Through line for Ray of just like I don't see myself as a person, and I don't think I deserve respect.
1: Does Ray have a droid?
0: So that's where the pitch comes in. I was okay. like, oh, this works really well if her droid is BB-8.
1: Yeah. The thing about that though, right? So like I've also thought about that 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 BB-8. We in... also love BB-8. We want to yeah. BB-8, but not the same droid. Okay. He wouldn't. He, he wouldn't be able to be the same droid. Was that BB-8 on Jakku is completely impractical.
0: Nah, he's brilliant. He swings around.
1: Swing, he's got little he grappling hooks. But I've seen, I've seen lots of concept art of other BB-8s. Oh, yeah. And we, we can still have a little cute BB-8 whose head is the same. It's just like other ones. Ones that like can fly and zip around. Something that's a mm-hmm. bit more maybe similar to like, Cal Kestis' droid. Yeah. Uh, In terms of her life... Needing a droid assist. Yeah, it makes sense. The sad thing is... Little ball rolling in the sand. I fucking love BB-8. And
0: the thing is, he's an astromech. And he's, like, the best astromech. But if she doesn't have a ship, she doesn't have
2: an astromech. No, but it makes sense that if she wants to get out, she'd need an astromech. Hey, I like that. I mean, Ben has R2. Yeah, no, 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 but... No, no, like... She doesn't know Ben exists.
0: What if? No, yeah. What if? Uh, Ray is like, oh, I've got to fly this experimental jet, like this cool super no, it's jet. It's not Tom And, the, Maverick. and the only BV, <laughs> the only astromech that can fly it is BB-8, and that's why she has to steal BB-8, and she gets in trouble. Steals BB-8. Yeah. Is BB-8?
1: Oh, it's BB-8 a little oppressed droid from the from the crime lord?
0: And BB-8 has a little. Is a little oppressed droid from the crime factions? <gasps> and inside of his brain is all of the. Is, 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 is the key to all of this? That's <laughs> <I laughs> what Freak. I thought
1: you were going to say. But... No. Is the plan? <laughs> the plans...
0: Frick operates it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like like Bro, the
0: small little alien in Men in Black I that's in the guy's know. head. I need you to know that's not what I was
2: going to say. You're going to say, <laughs> can, can can say like, Death Star Could plans. you imagine Bobby Frick's like in the ball and he's like spinning he's around? In, it's like a hamster ball. No, 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 no. He's like just like getting tossed around <laughs> in there. Bobby Frick's like hitting the walls and shit. Like, what? What I was, was going to say, say is <laughs>
0: that inside of BB-8's head, is the plans for the crime faction's invasion of the Core Worlds? I've seen that movie. Uh, what's, what movie is that? <laughs> A New Hope. No, no, <laughs> it's different. It's different. It's different. But yeah, he does have the plans. Okay. They're chasing him for the plans. <laughs> it's very similar to actually Force Awakens, honestly, because it's specifically yeah. BB-8. Who you know what that one was similar, similar to? to? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know what that one? You know what that one? Everybody compares that one to. They weren't
0: chasing 2 though in A New Hope. Hidden Fortress. Yeah, they were <laughs> hunting him down. Why?
2: Wait, oh, because he
1: had the desktop death plans. Plans. See, I'm sorry, man. Oh, yeah, I'm know, dumb. It's okay. I'm super dumb.
2: Did could, you it, Wait, did you just I make just, the connection? I just blanked on it for a second. Okay. I just
0: blanked on it. Fuck, now I've got to clip that out and put it on TikTok I'm so dumb. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to uh, put it on. That's no, your choice. No, I do. I have to do that.
2: I love how our, it's exclusively our dumbest moments go on TikTok. It's, it's just <laughs> the funniest things. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Just, <laughs> it's okay. crazy
1: how those followers haven't increased. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: um, um i, I yeah, yeah. I, I think it just it's 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 fun narratively to do that with like oh she steals bb8 because she needs an astromech and then oh it happens to be like mm. he has very valuable yeah. information inside but his head
1: i think the idea of them st- stealing from them at all is enough to yeah really be like no nah, get her Fuck
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah no yeah. i think it needs to have a little bit more plot uh interest than that I maybe see what you mean,
2: maybe bb8 is key to getting off jakku like quite literally like if it's like a like a ray-shielded thing or if there's like a shield or like a specific route that Impossible you can... Impossible to leave own. planet. Or, yeah. like codes, uh, like yeah. or like codes. yeah, Or like a code, like yeah. a hack kind of thing. Ooh, like yeah, Like BB-8. Chain code. Yeah, like BB-8's the, the droid that has it. It's like, oh, th- we know this
0: droid can get on and off of this planet. He's with air traffic. Kind of
2: he's like air traffic control for Jakku.
0: Yeah, it's like there's a handful of astromechs and they're very well guarded that you can use But to they also tase the them because they don't want them having fun. If you tase
1: something. something that's electrical...
0: I love that you just don't to throw that in there. It's just like oh, I don't just know. so you know we're oppressing them. We get, we give them the little droid taste. They taste you know? them in um really Jabba's palace.
2: They taste they, they taste
1: what do you mean? No, oh, no they no, dro- they heated them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, feel like there was funny. a guy with a
2: little like pokey stick. Maybe that, was like I think there was a pokey stick what? of some kind in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's that's the fucked up thing about
1: droids in Star Wars though. It's like they're programmed to feel pain. Yeah, can they feel? Because <laughs> like they're burning the gonk pain. droids feet. Do I do think you think remember. It's that? So it's like the the, the gonk droid would register heat being near it, uh, and because it's programmed to feel more. Oh, human. it's
2: like frying his circuits. Maybe. No, I think he's
1: just like programmed to scream in pain when it's when it's near heat. That's fucked up. It's very fucked up. Yeah.
2: Anyways, okay. Yeah. Okay. When's uh, it dro- uh, We're funny. gonna have like we're gonna have gonk Town, right? Gonk town, In in Rust City. Yeah. In Rust Town, we're gonna have Gonk um It's it's like it, it's, it's like gonk little Street. Italy. It's little like, yeah, little, little gonk. Little little, little gonk town. Little Gonk Town.
0: Just dozens of gonk droids walking around. Nice. Gonk,
2: gonk 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 gonk. This is the kind of quality. Gonk gonk gonk.
0: This <laughs> is the kind of quality writing you can expect from the three of us. Gonk little gonk city. Hey, little gonk town, baby.
1: Star Wars story has been a very popular meme for years now. Has yes. it? Yeah, I've never heard of Gongka Star Wars story. You haven't seen the poster, story.
0: but yeah, I think we're writing the wrong thing though. I think we've got to write the Gonk story. I think we've yeah, been wasting fuck. our time here. Can the Ray episode? Yeah, let's. Can we re-record? I think we've already canned the Ray episode right now. <laughs> we're already doing the Gong episode. Okay,
1: let's talk beyond episode seven. Yeah, let's talk beyond episode seven. Right, because I've got more stuff. I want to read straight from my notes because again, Go me going with my whole like selfishness arc. Okay, so like in 8, I think Ray would learn what it truly means to be a Jedi. And then, yeah, as I've said, she would have that question of, okay, do I continue this path or reject it if she's continuing it? Why? And then I think 8, we still have the revelation of her lineage, that being tested. Yes. Um, and Ben would draw very close to her at this point. And in almost choosing the darkness, she will have to suffer the consequences of that if she chooses to, you know, give in to that selfishness. And then there's the whole Luke of it all. And, the, you know, does Luke become her master? How would Luke respond to, to those rev- the revelation of, of Palpatine being, um, or her being a fourth child of Palpatine? I'd say that she's still being selfish in episode eight in, in rejecting the Jedi because she's afraid uh, and in realizing that she has a job and a duty to do, uh, that only she can stop Ben Solo and sort of this, this rising threat that that kind of draws her back into. I really suspense.
0: actually like that quite a lot because if you have the first movie, be about her kind of self-actualizing in some way. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. really like, you know, coming into her own a bit. And then you get the eight, into episode eight, and it's like, hey, do you want to find out who your father is? It's like the mystery that we can kind of set up at the start. And then later on, it's revealed like, oh, actually, you're... You're really
1: important. You're
0: very important to everything. And she's like, fuck that. I don't want to be that kind of important. Yeah. I don't want that pressure. I don't want to have to deal with the responsibility of that. That's, yeah. a, lot of, that's a lot of pressure to put me yeah. under.
1: Yeah, so she's got to, you know, suffer a consequence, learn a lesson there. And then in nine, it's kind of like... I've always set up that in nine that it's just, then it's just her. We lose Luke at some point. Okay. And it's just her. Yeah. and and, 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 No master. And She's got to carry on you. it's, it's, it's all, it's all on you. And now it's the question of how much are you willing to give for the galaxy? All, all this pressure, all this weight, it's, it's all on you. I think like
2: when you're talking about Ray in the grand scheme, that's sort of where I see, like you see that build of just like, it's, it's bravery, it's bravery, it's bravery. You see bravery build from the first movie to the third. Oh, you want to see like a... You see a gradual build. You want to see like a, all the way to the end where you It may like, not be like integral, It like it's a part of her arc, but it's not like integral conflict of her arc. Oh, okay. I getcha. That's kind of like a passive... Just something that kind of happens in the background. Is
1: hmm. the choice to be selfless bravery in itself? Um, you know, is the choice to defend others? Is that, I think that, I think...
2: I think a certain level of bravery. Uh, I, yeah, you know. I think the choice of selflessness in like a good few situations is. See, I is would. You know, choice. I'd argue that these things are very
0: complicated, and I think you could paint both selfishness and selflessness as both I, bravery and cowardice. I you know? agree.
2: There's, you can paint anything in any kind of. And way, I, you know I, I mean? think that's what like Lucas goes for in the prequels, painting selflessness as sort of like cowardice and like yeah, cowardice conform cowardice
0: or like uh like a desire for power. You mm-hmm. know.
2: Or maybe just, like, the the easier option in a complicated world that the mm. Jedi don't really know how to operate it anymore.
0: So, in, in talking about that, yeah. So, I, you know, I'd argue that you could have selflessness. I think like that, be like, oh, well, I want to be selfless, but I don't want to, like, affect things too much. So, I'm going to instead do nothing. And that's going to be a selfless action for me to take. And it's like, you can paint it that way if yeah, you want. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, sure, you you. Personally, she might think it's selfish, but no, it's it's incredibly selfish in terms of there, there is now this threat to the galaxy, and you have the ability to do something about it, and you're choosing to do nothing. Yeah, and someone needs to tell her that. I think you know if she if she does reject that call, it's like you need to have that hard conversation with someone wise.
0: Okay, let's. I'm um, gonna throw out a different version of Ray. Go on, Ray, the child of prophecy. In the first movie, at the start, we are told that she is a false child. Okay, and that's kind of like. Her uh, like call to action is that it's like, "Oh, I'm a child of prophecy. I have to go out and do this." Different to Anakin because they never told him that. They never told him he was the chosen one uh, in the first movie. Wait in a minute, Phantom Menace.
1: I mean, it comes up in the first movie,
2: but does it, it comes up. They those don't tell words
0: him. never said to him. When does he find out he's the chosen one? And does he? Between episode one and two,
2: does he ever say Between it? Between episode, and episode one? one and two, I believe. So he's
0: he finds out yeah. he's allegedly, and the then chosen
2: in two one. and three, in Clone he, he Wars, it's a very big part yeah. of his character. He definitely knows. He definitely he, knows. He knows. All I don't of remember him ever really like talking about him
0: being the chosen one. In two, he knows. He's like mentioned, like, I'm the chosen one.
1: You are the chosen one. That's three. No, no, like, in two, he says. He says As, so? as well. Uh, I feel like when they're flying on the... On I feel the, like we've seen these movies the enough, air. we
0: should be able to very clearly pinpoint yeah, but yeah. this moment. Yeah, but we're talking about some of the this, bad ones. I don't really I, watch I, them I know that, that much. Moment. These movies are good, Mello. They're yeah, good. sure. <laughs> I
2: know there's moments in, um, in Clone Wars... Specifically, where he acknowledges the prophecy, but I'm not sure if he actually acknowledges that he is the prophesized child.
0: All I remember is in the end of Revenge of the Sith when he yells, "You are the chosen one. You're supposed to bring balance to the Force, not destroy it." So I don't remember any other times other than that that Obi Wan was out.
2: like resting on that for a bit.
0: But anyway, I think my my point remains. He doesn't find out straight
2: away. It it's, takes him a long time to yeah, find out. I do think one. like Obi Wan's like specifies on that he is like a very special kind of force user. Yeah. But like maybe not. And the idea that he's a force child as well melly has got it. When he
1: goes in in episode one to the Jedi Council, uh, fuck, Qui Gon Jinn's there <laughs> talking about it. I'm sorry. There we go.
2: But yeah, I'm gonna cut that. There no. we go. <laughs> We're all idiots. There we go. No, we should have. We should have fucking. I'm sorry, I haven't watched that.
1: Phantom Menace that many times. I've so seen it a lot
0: of times. We got we gotta
2: that. watch the, we gotta watch these movies all together.
0: So is he in the room when they say, "Yeah, this kid's the chosen one"? He's like chosen by the prophecy. Yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. Is like Qui Gon and them are like, you know. Yeah, he
1: could be the chosen one. Yeah, but we're not gonna fucking allow him to train. Fuck off. Okay, and they That's say those
2: words exactly. Oh, what? but they also do, don't they? Also say, "Oh, this isn't the chosen one." Like, it's, outright it's to definitely face. left
0: up to like, yeah, it's not really confirmed on a night. Yeah, right. anyway, but it's um, clear that Qui Gon very much believes that oh, he absolutely.
1: is. Okay. So, 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 say Ray is is also prophesized.
0: Yeah. For- for whatever reason, maybe Luke figures it out, or someone else figures it out, and, and they're like, "Hey, you're the new chosen one," kind of thing. What if
1: Luke and Ben have another prophecy, and so when Ben is getting to know Ray, he thinks that she might be oh, some part, like you so might be like, a part of the prophecy. Yeah, and then then she'd be like. I'm just some fucking scavenger, man. Just, I don't want you fucking talking I'm about it. I'm just hey. some person. Yeah. I don't want to
0: be a part of this kind mm. of thing. And yeah, yeah, you get that like re- refusal of the call right there. Yeah. And then that could be the journey for the rest of the films. There's there's something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just changing yeah. the entire course of the story. I also
1: think that there's multiple opportunities in Seven for, so for multiple refusals of the call.
0: Yeah. If that makes sense. Where it's
1: like an initial one and acceptance. And another one another refusal Mm. later as 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 the story gets harder, as as things get more dangerous, as the fear sets in and the desire to wanna go back to what is now as it seems an easier life. Yeah, right. Could refuse that call again. There's
2: more barriers.
0: Very tricky, complicated stuff. Always love Tacklin Ray. The main character. The main yeah. character. Yeah. I yeah. feel
2: like we were getting into a part where ideas were starting to synergize further. They're
0: definitely coming together. Yeah. They're definitely coming together a lot. We're getting a lot of similar like crossover. I think now the only step is to just start writing some stuff out and see what yeah. works, what feels good. Because you can only really start to shape the stuff when you put it down on a page.
1: Yeah, we're gonna beat sheet this thing.
0: You know, do some beat sheets? Yeah, You're do some Little mini treatments, that kind of stuff, and yep. uh, not show the audience at all. Sorry, yeah.
2: guys, it's so bad. I feel like what we're, we're so close so to Try like, <laughs> not like pinpoint for an end end of episode. Like, what are these traits? Whatever we sort of like, come to a conclusion. Things we like.
0: I think it's thematic arcs and like the overall goals of exploring selfishness and selflessness and how aggressive you are and how much you want to take care of yourself and others. Like that's all stuff that is part of the the package mm-hmm. of Ray. But right now it's like, is she a Latin style thief who lives on the streets? Is she a scavenger who yes. doesn't really know a whole lot of people yes. except for her mom? How is her mom involved in this I'm story? How like, much are
1: we changing her personality? But also we want to keep the things that we liked. Exactly. Exactly. So... Yeah. Very nebulous. Very is, tricky. Oh, we need
0: another off camera writer's room. We're going to do more off camera stuff, but hopefully the on camera stuff, the on mic stuff today has been interesting and entertaining. Yeah. Yep. Cool. A wrap up. Okay, yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Yep. Miller just is like, hey, we... what's what this? Is the it? watch. Yeah. 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 This is wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did
1: you
2: not? Did you not hear me before? This is like.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. You. So whether you're looking at the audio recorder, you can see how much time we've been recording for, Sandro. I can't. I can't. It's upside down. Miller doesn't know how to read upside
0: down. can read up, upside it's, down. It's,
1: it's on an, an. I can't see. It's it. on a weird it's angle. On, that's a, that's yeah.
0: fair. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this has been our second Rey episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed continued discussion. It was very clear that this character is, I think, the one we're having probably the most trouble with. She's so core to the story, and she's going to, any change we make to her changes a bunch of other yeah. stuff. And so. also,
1: like, good good thing we're struggling with this. This shouldn't be This shouldn't be easy. easy. That would be boring. It would be
0: boring. Yeah. Wouldn't it, Force Awakens? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and also,
1: I think I'm quite satisfied with the fact that at least 70% of this episode was about Ray. So, yeah, <laughs>
0: at least, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I hope you have enjoyed listening to this discussion. Thank you so much for listening or watching. However, you've enjoyed the show. You can follow us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, anywhere that's good, which is not Twitter slash X. Fuck you, Elon Musk. Uh, But until (laughs) next time, may the force be with you.